and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your go-to resource for everything you need to turn your hygiene department into a profit center. I'm your host, Rachel Paul, and joining me is my amazing co-host, Vicki Collier. Hello again, Rachel. Hey, Vicki. It's good to see you today. Me too. Anything new in your world? Huh. I went um, fall lawn decorating this weekend. Well, oh. sort of, it's, uh, it sounds a lot better than it was. I bought a couple of pumpkins and a couple of moms to decorate the front yard. Well, you are a step ahead of me okay, because good. I right. have not bought anything at it this point. It still feels like summer, but I know fall is really what's on the calendar. So I know. I need to start thinking about that. Our neighborhood... Um, we get a lot of trick-or-treaters. Oh, do you really? And when yeah. I say a lot, I mean we have to <laughs> stock up at Costco. Oh, wow. And they start early, and they go till about, well, at our house, it's when our candy runs out. Which, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot even imagine. I had no idea moving into this neighborhood we would have that many trick-or-treaters. Oh, wow. It is crazy. But it's fun. I'm yeah, I love it, too. And I, Halloween and, and the fall is one of my very favorite times. It is definitely. Um, I, I love it. So I'm not ready to think about what's after Halloween and all that yet, but right now we'll, we'll talk about the fall. And exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're not ready for that. That's right. Um, so everyone, thank you for tuning in today. This is episode 18, and we are going to talk about who owns the recare system. Ooh, that's a good question. I get that question a lot when I go into offices. Um, I get that question a lot from the front desk. Yeah, <laughs> they want to know. Yeah, uh, but this is a really important question, and a lot of times I'll go into an office and I'll ask this question, and they all kind of look around each other, mm-hmm. and they say, "Well, you know, we all we all kind of we all on work when, on it yeah, when we have yeah. time." And what's our phrase about that? If everyone owns it, no one owns That's it. That's right. So yeah. you want to make sure you put. Really, one person should be responsible for your recare system. I agree. And that does not mean that that one person is the only person working it. Right. But right. at the end of the day, they're the one that is responsible for making sure the schedule is full and making sure that we're delegating calls and right. um, what needs to be going out to the patients, all these correspondence. Right. So you really you want to put one person responsible for that. And, and Rachel, let's talk about why. For one thing, when we go into the, our trainings, we look at the number of openings in their schedule and mm-hmm. find a percentage of that. You would want those percentages to be 5% or less. Yeah. Uh, because if you've got an opening in hygiene department, that's money that's not being produced. And it's also treatment that's not being diagnosed to be done later. But so many offices I will go into have anywhere from 15, 20, 25% openings in a month. Um, and that's a lot. I, one time I had four hygienists who said, we really think we need another hygienist. We need more hygiene, another hygiene to, hygienist to be hired. And I looked at their openings, and they had 25% openings in hygiene. I said, one of you could have stayed home this month Yeah, you know, to, to have full schedule. So unless you're tracking that and you really know that as a hygienist, I had an opening in the schedule. You know, I didn't panic Mm-mm. because I thought, well, great. I'll get a sip of water. I'll write up some charts. I'll stock my room. I will, you know. Sharpen instruments. Sharpen some yeah. instruments, you know. But I did not take into account how much that can add up over time, dollar-wise. And mm-hmm. so um, that really needs to be a priority. And you're right. Some one person needs to own that and then delegate that process or that system out to other people. Yeah, and I, I know we've mentioned this before, but one broken appointment in hygiene is worth roughly about $150, right, yeah, give or right. take, Average. depending upon mm-hmm. where you're at. Mm-hmm. But that one broken appointment in hygiene is 
it's $30,000 a year of lost production. So if that happens every day. Yeah. Right. And if you have multiple hygienists that yeah. are having multiple openings. Right. I mean, that's a lot it's of money that yeah. you're just yeah. losing in your hygiene department. Exactly. So you really want to make sure that you have a, a system for this to, to right. keep those patients on the schedule. I know we spoke um, a couple episodes back on um, on retention, right, and keeping keeping those patients coming in as often as we need right. to. But, you know, you want to make sure you have one person who's tracking that, right, those number of openings. So, sure. again, if you're not tracking it, right, right. right. And a lot of offices will say, well, you know, we don't track it, but I, we, we rarely have cancellations. <laughs> I had that happen just last week. I had not gotten their numbers. And um, I said, well, how, many, how much downtime do you think that you have? Um, we just we really don't have a lot of downtime. We don't have a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. I, the next day I was there with them to, to help them put everything together from the day before. And they had an average of 20% downtime, with some months being 26% downtime. Wow. But they thought they didn't have a problem. Right, right. So until you are looking at those numbers and you are seeing what that really cost the practice, um, it, it, it may not be real to you. you know, so that's why someone has to, to, to own that and be looking at it. Absolutely. And I think everybody in the office, though, has to recognize that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. It can't just be, now that one person owns that, that poor person is not the only one who's who's worrying about this. That everyone has to recognize that there's got to be a warm body and a chair in order for you guys to be productive. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you want one person to oversee this, and I always get asked who should own this. Um, I, you know, you don't want your hygienist owning it. They need uh-huh. to have ownership of it. Right. Right. But they don't need to particularly own that system because. We want them producing. Right, right. Absolutely. Um, I but that have, said, that said, we know we want them working it in their downtime if yeah. there's downtime. But yeah, I agree with that. And that's just, you know, the expectation, setting those expectations. So if they do have a cancellation, their number one priority should be to help this person Absolutely. with the yeah. schedule. Yeah. Right? You can only stock the room so for so long. I know, right. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, so who who do you typically see as owning a system in a practice? When I go in to do the retention recare reactivation training that we have, I will ask, typically in our pre meeting, the doctor who is the person that's going to be best suited for this, mm-hmm. um, and he may give me a name. We may have to decide this throughout the day, but there's someone who either volunteers or is assigned to work the recare system. Now, this is a, the process that we will teach them, obviously, but this person also has to have time to set aside to devote to this and be intentional about it. Um, it can't be that they try to work this during, you know, while the phone's ringing and checking right. in patients and hope if I can get around to it, I'm going to make a few phone right. calls. It needs to be a priority. It really does need to be a priority. And then, and then you know, that person has the process that they can then teach and delegate to mm-hmm. anyone else in the practice. At that point, and you said, we're talking about hygiene schedule. The hygienist should absolutely be concerned with this. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want them to own it because we want them to be so busy seeing patients that they don't have time to do that. However, we know it, that this is not a perfect world. Right. So having them now know that their priority during downtime Number one, and I ask that of daughters, what is, their high, what is their priority in downtime? Well, I, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. just writing up their charts, you know. And there are things that have to be done, but this should be a priority because we're talking about, if we, we, we've talked in previous episodes of goals and tracking. If, if you have goals, you're not going to reach those goals typically if, you if you've got openings, openings in your, in your yeah. schedule. Right. So then, you know, delegate this to anyone in the office who has time to help with it if they've mm-hmm. got downtime. 
Um, but, but absolutely having that person who's typically at the front desk who can devote time to it and step away for a certain amount, an hour, two, three during the week right. to, to work and on I it. And I think that's important that you say we have to give that person time to do sure. it. If, if you assign this to someone at the front or maybe you have a hygiene coordinator, who, whoever you decide this to be in your office, right. if you don't give them the time to do it and you just expect them to do it in the midst of everything else they're sure. doing, you're really setting them up for failure. And it's going to fall by the wayside. It there's is. Going to be, uh, there's always something more important than that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you want to give them the the right time. And, of course, that depends on how big your practice is, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And getting it going, it might take some more a little more time than right. going forward. Right. But you just want to make sure that you set them up properly with um, how much time they need to do it, a space to do it, right? right. You know, wherever Away from that, phones. Yeah, you don't want to be distracted at check-in trying right. to make a bunch of outbound calls, sure. right? And, Rachel, now that you've got that person who owns this, there has to be some accountability for the rest of the team to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, because... I'm guilty, as, as everyone else is. I didn't run to the front and say, what can I do to help you now that I've got a few minutes? But I think that um, that there has to be expectations of the team, mm-hmm. what, what is expected of you when you have a patient not show. And then I have also encouraged them to track their downtime, and they have to turn this in at the end of the week or whatever to the person who owns the schedule. How much time did you have open in your schedule this mm-hmm. month, this, this week? Um, how many phone calls did you make? How many people did you speak to, and how many appointments did you schedule? Um, if you know that you now have to be accountable to the time that you have, that you aren't being productive seeing patients, that also is a way to involve the rest of the team in Absolutely. that because they know it's going to be, they're going to be called to, to answer for that. I was um, in an office uh, one time and they had a big old whiteboard mm-hmm. in their meeting space mm-hmm. and they had, um, they actually had every hygienist, their name on there. Mm-hmm. And every time they had downtime, they were expected to go. They actually they have a call center, uh-huh. which a lot of our offices do. Right. So they were expected to go in the call center and help. And they tracked how many calls they made, right, how right. many they scheduled. And right. it was there every single day. And everyone could see it. Yeah. So that, I mean. So, Susie, you had three openings in your schedule on Tuesday, you made, but you didn't do it. Yeah, any. you made one call. Right. Let's right. talk about that. It really doesn't justify, and it's not a good stewardship of that, good, not being a good steward of that time. Right. So. Especially when they can look and see that this other hygienist had exactly. made 20 calls right. and scheduled eight patients, right. right? And, Rachel, another reason you want that clinical person, the hygienist or the even assistant mm-hmm. to be making those calls is because sometimes they have a relationship with that patient who they might be able to persuade them to come in where, say, the person at the front desk may not as right. well. Right, absolutely, know? So, yeah. So there is a benefit to the entire team uh, both recognizing that this is a problem and seeing that they need to do something to, to, to work I it. agree. Yep, you just want that one person, though, to be managing this system. Sure. To, to know, you know, we don't want to be calling patients twice on the same day. Oh, sure, right, So you just want to make sure that this one person develops that system, um, puts it in a binder, keeps it, you know, on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. updated, and and then they can delegate to these people, hey, I need you to call this sheet of paper, right, Right, right. these sheet of patients, and that way... Uh, we're not and I have helped dipping. a lot of offices work, put this together on the on the second day. You know, we stay for another day to help them implement the things that we teach them. Mm-hmm. So it's always really beneficial to kind of help them put this together um, at, during that time because oftentimes, you know, we have a lot of things as priorities. So right. we're really going to work on this so we can jump right in and help get it get it in place. Absolutely. So I really encourage you to think about this. What is your recare system like? Do you have a lot of holes in your schedule? Do we have a lot of patients that are falling out that system? Um, and then who owns it? Who makes sense to own it in your practice? Come up with a system for that. 
you know, again, if everyone owns it, no one owns it. So come up with one person who's going to manage this system, but then create accountability to get everyone involved with it. Make sure you're tracking that. Think about what is your percentage of downtime right now? Um, If you think it's, if you think you don't have a whole lot of downtime, um, just track it, look at it, really measure that. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Subscribe to Hygiene Profit Leaders on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Uh, We have new episodes every Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, you can visit our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com. You can actually request a free hygiene analysis. So I really encourage you to go to that website. You can listen to previous podcasts download notes, uh, and learn more about who we are and what we can do to help you grow your hygiene department. So stay educated.